Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. Revealing and unconcealing, what is it that is getting in the way of our potential as human beings? Exploring the power of the body-mind and our current relationship with reality. Together, I want to dive into an inquiry into what is happening in our world today and who we are being and how we are living in it, both individually and as a species. What is it that is keeping us stuck, causing us to repeat the same patterns and cycles? What is getting in the way of our potential and our evolution as a species? I'm Nikki Clinch, and I am your host. I will be sharing the science, research, and many human stories on why we are the way we are and what is required for us to outgrow our current way of being and birth a new possibility for ourselves. Because now is the time to remember and to discover our infinite potential of being human. Welcome to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. My name is Nikki Clinch, and I am your host. And I just want to begin by welcoming all new listeners to the space. If this is your first time coming to this podcast, then I welcome you. I'm so happy to have you here to set the context for you if you are new. Everything that is spoken about in this podcast and in this episode is from the context of the human species, the design of the being of human being, which is a body of work, which is my body of work, called maturation. Our invitation, our deep, beautiful, doorway of possibility to evolve and mature beyond the survival mechanisms and survival patterns that are living us mechanically, giving us our reality, giving us our world, keeping generational patterns repeating, keeping generational trauma repeating, keeping us in repeating cycles, repeating patterns, and keeping us stuck and limited from our infinite potential, not just you as an individual, not just you as a me, but as a species. And for those of you who have been listening ded dedicatedly, is that even a word? <laughs> those of you who have been listening with dedication and consistency, then welcome back. You know already you would have heard already that what I'm speaking about here is not a you problem. This is a human problem. And until we start to zoom out and see why we are the way we are and why we're struggling the way we are and why we seem to be repeating the same old stuff the way we do individually and as a species on this planet, we are going to miss all the nuances and the blind spots that are the doorways to extraordinary growth and change, our maturation. So this week's episode is a biggie. It's one of those episodes where I really, really want to talk about this topic, but it is a complex topic. 
And I also know from reading your reviews and your feedback, one of the gifts that you love about this podcast is that I'm tackling complex topics in a way that is relatable and receivable and agreeable to you. And so I want to dive into this really nitty gritty, deep, deep, deep complex topic in a way that is accessible to everybody listening here. Why? Because if it's accessible to you, then you can receive it. Then you can integrate it. Then you can actually let it land for you. And that is the most important point. Because when it lands for you and you can start to see yourself and the world and our species from a different context, that is the shift. That's the most important piece. But what I also don't want to do is I don't want to dive into this complex topic, trying to make it accessible for you and therefore missing the depth because it's a deep and rich topic and it needs to be communicated in a deep and rich way because it is literally about everything that we have that we call our reality. So I would be doing it a massive disservice if I kept it surface level in any way. So bear with me as I wrestle with this massive topic. And maybe I might have to do another version of it or or part one, part two, part three, but let's try here and now. So this week's episode is called, What is Reality? What Creates Our Reality? What Creates Our Reality? And what creates a paradigm? And they're not two separate questions. In fact, they come as one question because you cannot have a reality without a paradigm from which reality is appearing from. And so they come hand in hand. And if you go back and listen to the episode on what creates results, when I speak about the content of what we see in reality is given to us by the context from which we see, this is the same and similar distinction. The reality that we get is consistent and in correlation to the paradigm from which we are living in. So this topic is very much about zooming out and looking at the bigger picture. Not just your reality, but reality for us as human beings. And of course, I can only speak for human beings because I can't tell you with any certain guarantee whether the condor that just flew past me has the same appearing of reality that I do. I would imagine not. Uh, By the way, I'm recording still from Costa Rica, so I have condors flying (laughs) out in front of me. I cannot guarantee you that the tree that I'm looking at has the same appearing of reality as you do, because I'm not a tree. But I can speak on the behalf of the being of human being from an ontological context. So I think the first way in into this conversation is to presence that reality itself is not a fixed, given thing. In fact, that's a human blind spot. We as human beings 
live in a blind spot, that reality is already out there the way it is. And we just happen to be living in it. And we have to find a way to work out how to live in it. Now, those of you who are listening, wouldn't you say that that's true for you? Now, even if you conceptually on an information level know or have learned from books or Instagram or from your coaches or from your teachers or from anyone, you know that, no, reality is I'm creating my reality. I understand that a lot of people today do believe that information and it is not inaccurate. In fact, it is accurate. But there is a big distinction between knowing and understanding that information on a conceptual level and really letting it in on an experiential distinguishing level. Distinguishing is a kind of creative act of seeing. We are creating what is while seeing it being created in the present moment. So I want to give this episode to you so that you can start to experience the shifts and the appearings and the distinctions that I'm speaking from and about. So a human blind spot, a consistent human blind spot across the species is that the reality that we get is already there and we just happen to have to wake up every day and work at how to live in it. Which basically is saying that reality and, and us are separate. That the reality is already there and we are in it. We are something in it trying to learn how to live in it. And that is a blind spot. In fact, it's a massive human blind spot. And it is part of the biggest reasons that we stay stuck in this way of being, in this survival, limited way of being. We as a species are not living in a collective agreement that we are creating reality in every single minute moment that there is. In fact, the only reality that there is, is the one that appears to us from where we are generating it. Now that's an amazing piece of information, but if you really let that in, that challenges most of your world. So it's a big deal. It also is a massive responsibility to really take responsibility for the fact that you are 100% responsible for the appearing of your world. That's not a small thing, but it is a powerful, powerful step. So that's my opening to this episode. Because the only way that we can tackle this topic is to come from the inquiry or come from the distinction that reality is not already there. It's not fixed and the way it is. There is a connection between the reality that we are seeing and experiencing and getting to the human being that is seeing and experiencing and getting it. There's no distinction. There's no separation between that. 
So what is it that creates reality? I didn't say your reality because I I went through an episode in the first 10 episodes when I talk about what is creating your reality, when I speak about what creates results. Go back and listen to that episode and it'll help you a lot. Refer to that. I'm speaking about what creates reality as a whole. What is it? So I want to begin by referencing an amazing author, philosopher, Thomas S. Kuhn, who wrote a book in, in, that came out in 1962 called The Structure of Scientific Revolutions. When this book came out, it challenged, massively challenged, the way in which our relationship with science had been being. It challenged the then prevailing view of progress in science, in which scientific progress was viewed as development by accumulation of accepted facts and theories. Kuhn argued for an episodic model in which periods of conceptual continuity, where there is cumulative progress, which Kuhn referred to as periods of normal science. He basically challenged that with periods of revolutionary science. He was writing about the discovery of anomalies during revolutions in science that actually are what leads to new paradigms. So what really, in layman's terms, his book was arguing that the evolution of scientific theory does not emerge from the straightforward accumulation of facts and data but rather from a set of changing intellectual circumstances and possibilities in layman's terms. He was saying, he was challenging the already known fixed collective agreement that what is true and the way it is, is given to us by facts and data that are discovered in science. That the way science was working with science was that in discovering an accumulation of facts and data gave you the answers to the problems. But he challenged that. He was challenging that because he was also adding in that our environmental circumstances and the situations that, and the circumstances and the possibilities that were happening around us and the changes of intellectual circumstances and possibilities in the human being have a massive impact, massive impact, to the way in which a paradigm or reality appears or facts are. So Kuhn was basically challenging that the way that science had been working with science, with this accumulation of facts and data that then gives us what is. These are the answers. We have collected enough facts and data and therefore it gives us the way things are. He was challenging that. He was challenging that significantly. He was saying that in the evolution of scientific theory, the straightforward accumulation of facts is not enough. It's not sufficient to give us the way things are, but rather 
from a set of changing intellectual circumstances and possibilities, meaning the way in which we are intellectualizing and seeing our environment and our world and the possibilities of our environment and our world have a massive impact into how things are. So he was basically challenging the way science was doing science. And why is any of this relevant? Well, because the way, what we as human beings absorb and attach ourselves to as collective facts and agreements give us the paradigm that we are in. Bear with me, I'm going to try and wrestle with this. The way science was doing science, based on if I gather enough collective data and facts, this is sufficient to give us the way things are, the answers to the way things are, which completely misses out a huge set of possibilities, our intellectual circumstances, our relationship to possibilities, um, and the way in which we are questioning the way things are and also human consciousness. And so what creates a paradigm is enough collective agreement so that we as a species are collectively in agreement to the way things are. And what is it that gives us a collective agreement? If we are educated from a very young age and our mind is absorbing from a very young age, what is the way things are? And it is happening consistently across the planet then each there will be enough critical mass of human beings on the planet not just believing that these things are the way things are, but knowing that they are the way things are. And when there is enough collective agreement, that creates and gives us the current paradigm from which we're in. And science and scientists of the time and the facts and the data that they discover is what gives us what we are then learning and absorbing and then believing as the way things are. Met it in. I'm going to go slow because it's a big, big topic. Kuhn did not see scientific theory as proceeding linearly from an objective, unbiased accumulation of all available data but rather as paradigm-driven. So, you know, we are in a current shift right now when we're currently shifting from an old paradigm, but the new one has not yet fully formed. In fact, we are actively creating the new paradigm right now. But the old paradigm from which we have been in is the Newtonian-Cartesian paradigm. What's that? That's the paradigm that we've been in. And reality is given to us by the paradigm from which we're in. 
Reality is given to us by the paradigm from which we are in. Why? Because there is enough collective agreement, human species collective agreement, to the facts and the data and the way things are, not what we believe, but it is the way it is. And thus, if that is where we're coming from, that is the place from which reality appears. So the Cartesian-Newtonian paradigm is essentially in the most simplistic form, a paradigm from which it was in scientific agreement that mechanisms stresses the absolute and the unchanging and the certain, meaning we are a something and reality is a something and we're mechanically living around each other. The tree over there is just mechanically being a tree and I am a something seeing the tree and we just happen to be bumping up against each other or looking at each other. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Uh, maybe it's looking at me. And it's just mechanically that we're all living around each other in this way. That's the most simplistic form of explaining the Cartesian-Newtonian paradigm. I'm going to read you some things on it. Descartes, as in um, he was a physicist, a scientist, assumed that there was a fundamental divide between mind and matter, that is, between mental and physical processes. The material world was thus conceived of as a machine, meaning there's stuff out there mechanically with mechanical laws governing its behavior, meaning the stuff out there is separate from this stuff here. Newton's law of motion of matter. So science is what gives us the paradigm. So essentially, we've been living in a paradigm where we have been in a collective agreement that all the stuff out there is just mechanically out there and bumping into each other mechanically, meaning, you know, there's no consciousness involved. And we are a something here separate from out there. And we're just also mechanically living amongst all this material, mechanical stuff. It's not very romantic, is it? Now, of course, none of that takes into any account of human consciousness or aliveness or the aliveness of nature, or the invisible aspects of nature and consciousness and life and aliveness and, and just being in the present moment of life. And so, but that paradigm has been where we have been. And that, of course, if we're educated from day one, literally from the moment that our brains are becoming developed and active and we're educated that that is the way the world is, we will continue feeding the same paradigm, which is why it goes on for generations. And of course, just like I said in what creates results episode, whatever we, wherever we are coming from, that is the reality that appears to us. So we as a species 
have been living in a paradigm where it was just the way it is that we are here as a something separate from the stuff out there and we're just mechanically living around each other trying to work it out. And that's a really simplistic way of saying it. And But it's also quite a painful um, and honest way of saying it. We have been living in a paradigm where science has been giving us that there's this separation between material world and human being. And the way in which reality appears is from where the human being is seeing from. And if there is enough collective agreement to the way things are, that then gives us a collective reality. I'll give you the simplistic example. A box. If I were to be holding a cube right now in my hand and I showed it to you, you would immediately, without even thinking, without even trying, you would see it and your mind would recognize it as something that you have seen before, a geometric shape that you were educated about back in kindergarten and play school or nursery, and your mind would go box. Now, there is enough collective agreement on geometric shapes, meaning there's been enough human beings on this planet that have been educated from day one about the geometric shape of box. So much so that if I held a cube in front of you and in front of a hundred people, mostly all those people would see a box. And so reality, it appears consistently to all those human beings. Now, what happens if I hold this cube or box in front of a human being that has never, ever, ever been educated about box ever in his life. He lives on a place on the planet. Maybe he's in the Amazon or he's in an indigenous tribe and he's never seen or been taught that this geometric pattern shaped in this way is called box. And I held it up in front of him. Do you think that he would see a box? Would it appear to him in the same way? No, it wouldn't. In fact, he wouldn't see what you see. He would see something appear, but it may be that it appears to him as, I don't know, a monster or a prayer god or, I don't know, a shoe or something to, to rub on my skin or depending on where the context from which that human being is seeing from, that will give them how what appears in reality. Just taking a moment to let that in. And so we have been in a paradigm where we've been educated by science and the way science has been doing science that all the collective data and the information that is collected is what gives us the way it is without really taking into account, I'm saying in the past, things that are untangible, that you can't get answers for, that, that you can't catch in data, that you can't catch in information. 
like consciousness or life force or the flow of nature or aliveness or, or the invisible of the invisible in the invisible. So, you know, it makes sense now. If you look back on the past generations, maybe my mother's generation or even my grandmother's generation, that the way that the reality, the world that they were getting, the world that they were living in was very different. It was appearing differently to the way the world appears to us now. In fact, I remember my grandmother saying to me, I don't understand you young kids. You're making everything so complicated. You know, things are just the way they are. Why question it? And that really was what she, that's the world that she lived in. And that's the reality that appeared to her, not just her, human beings. Now, why is any of this remotely interesting or important? Because this episode is releasing for you on New Year's Day, the beginnings of possibility. The reason why I'm speaking about this is because reality itself is given to us from the paradigm from which we are in. And when enough human beings begin to question what has appeared as fixed and the way it is, then the nature of reality starts to appear differently. The way in which we are in intellectual relationship with reality and the blind spots from which we're seeing from has a massive impact on the reality that we get. I think it would be fair to say that the Newtonian Cartesian paradigm is coming to an end. You know, it's becoming less tangible, less hold ontoable, less fixed in the way it is that there's a complete separateness between the material world out there and who we are and what we are in here. And this, have you noticed over the last three, four years, particularly during the pandemic, there was a massive rush of the beginnings of questioning things that just appeared as if it was normal. How many of you were in the middle of the pandemic, at the beginning of the pandemic, and started to have moments Maybe you'd read things, maybe you'd heard things that was kind of a big rush of questioning that was starting to happen. When you had moments when you just stopped and you were like, whoa, I've just always thought this is just the way it is. But is it? And that started to happen for you individually, but also it started to hit critical mass. Like a lot of people were starting to question things that just appeared fixed and normal and the way it is. And so the old Newtonian Cartesian paradigm that we have been in is currently in a massive breakdown. It's no longer fixed and solid. In fact, if enough human beings 
are in an inquiry, questioning the way things are, and even the way things are as, as human beings, even the way things are in, in the way we're in relationship to reality, if enough human beings begin questioning that, genuinely questioning it, not like um, cynically questioning, like, oh yeah, whatever, I don't believe in that. No, like, whoa, hold on a second. I've just known, known this to be the way it is my whole life. Like, I'll give you an example. We just live as if it is just the way it is that the sun rises and sets, don't we? We just live it as if it's the way it is. We wake up in the morning and the sun is rising and then we go to bed at night and the sun is setting. But is the sun actually rising? And is the sun actually setting? Really? If you really question it, you will discover that no, the sun and the earth are rotating simultaneously. But that's not what appears to us. What appears to us is that the planet is fixed and the sun rises around us and sets. And that's how we live. In fact, that's what appears to us as if it is the way it is. Until you really start questioning it. Looking into it, is it really the way it is? Then you start to discover, no, actually the planet Earth and the sun are both rotating around each other. But that's not what appears to us. We don't see Earth rotating because we're seeing from Earth. So what appears to us, reality, as if it's reality, is consistent from the collective agreements from which we are living in and seeing from and believing. In fact, we're not even believing it. They just are the way they are. And so where we are now is that there's, when there's enough questioning of the way things are, the fixedness of how reality starts appearing starts becomes destabilized. That's what's happening on our planet right now, by the way. There's a phase of destruction happening on our planet. Things that just are and were just almost comfortingly the way they are suddenly are appearing as if we've been in an illusion, as if we've been living in a story, which we have. But really the biggest story is that the way that reality is, is separate from where we're seeing from. And the paradigm from which we're in is separate from us. And those are all massive blind spots. And why is this even important for you to know? Because this is how powerful you are. This is how powerful the human species is. We are quite literally distinguishing reality in many minute milliseconds every single moment. And we are responsible for the paradigm from which we get to live in. I had a teacher say to me before, as I was preparing for this episode, a paradigm is an agreed upon way of being. A paradigm will shift when the old scientists die off. 
the people that are saying that this is the way things are, that gives us the way we collectively agree that the way things are, when all those scientists die off, we start having a paradigm shift, which is kind of what's happening now. You know, so many things that were just the way things are. What we eat has nothing to do with our health. I mean, I've, I've mentored doctors and they literally said that, that they had like one semester looking at nutrition, thinking and really no significant impact on health and human health. <laughs> well, that's changing. <laughs> and there's so many blind spots, you know, the, the systems and the structures that have been running our planet, the, the medical system, the banking systems, the government systems. We just been living along, believing, and not even just believing, knowing as if that's just the way it is, right? We don't even question it. Well, we then we started questioning it. And systems and structures are significantly breaking down. And I know that's scary. And it can feel really destructive. But at the same time, it is the doorway of an immense possibility. If you are willing to take on this context, that, that you, you and me and us, are creating the paradigm from which we get to be in. We, we are the ones that are creating the appearing reality, which is a massive responsibility. Maybe that's scary. And please go back and listen to the episodes on responsibility. And go back and listen to the episodes on blaming versus learning. In fact, go and listen to all the episodes before this one. But if you are willing to take on that you are that powerful and be res that responsible for how much potential you have as an individual and a species, that we have as species, well, then we're in a very, very interesting time on this planet. If there is enough collective questioning and the inquiry and the questioning happens inside our own selves, we are the ones from our own self-inquiry that have the power to pierce the way things appear as if it's real and true. And therefore, that's when reality starts appearing differently. One of the most consistent things that we see, that we hear when people come out of our Listening to Life program is that when the context from which they are seeing reality and are even in relationship to reality and human being, when that shifts, they come out of listening to life and they all say the same thing. Nothing has changed, yet everything is different. It's the same house I lived in before. It's the same kettle I had before. It's the same partner I had before. And yet everything is appearing to me completely differently. Like I have a new life. How is that? Now imagine, imagine if 50% of the planet had that shift. Shift in consciousness, shift in context. Do you think that reality would stay the same way? No. It would start appearing very differently. Right now, we are in a massive paradigm shift, and you have more power than you can even imagine on how that ends up. And it's really important right now 
that there is enough human beings on this planet that is willing to take this on. Because not only will it benefit you on an individual level, but on a mass collective level, oof, we get to birth a new possibility for our planet. And it's not going to happen by moving the parts around out there. It's going to happen in your willingness and your ability to question the way things are as the way they are. Is my mother really the way she is or is that just the way she's been appearing to me? Is my husband really the way he is or is that just the way he's been appearing to me? Am I who I think I am or is that just who I think I am? When so many things are in question right now, our relationship to money, our relationship to business, the way we do business, the way that we lead at the way that we are in leadership on the planet, the medical systems, the banking systems, the government systems, the political systems, all are in a massive destabilization. The relationships with nutrition and our bodies and our health, the relationship with energy. Most people never even thought about that before until this year. This podcast itself, if I had released this two years ago, I don't think anyone would be listening. The reason why so many of you are listening now is because there is a collective questioning happening. And that is also shaking up and destabilizing the appearing of fixed reality, which I know is scary, but it's also exciting. Because if what has been fixed is now destabilizing, then there is an opening and a doorway for the possibility of something new. So, that's the beginning of me wrestling a massive topic. <laughs> and maybe I'm going to go deeper and deeper into it and do more. But I'm going to bring it to a close there because it's New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. It's the beginning of a new year if you're listening to this brand new. So if you are the one, quite literally, if we as a human species are responsible, not to blame, but responsible, for the way in which reality, fixed reality appears, then I have two really important questions to leave you with that I'd, want, I'd, I'd like to invite you to go and journal on. What is it that you are now ready to question? And I mean genuinely question and then be responsible for that questioning that you have been so convinced is the way things are I'll give you an example. I could never do that as my job. Oh, I, I could never make that kind of money. Oh, I could never live there. Or, oh, my husband is just the way he is. Or my mother is just the way she is. I dare you to genuinely start questioning those things. And I don't mean questioning like being cynical. I mean questioning like, is that really the way he is? Or is that what has always appeared to me? And therefore, what does that show me about where I'm seeing from? What does that teach me about me? Is a box really a box? Or is it a Accumulation of molecules and atoms 
forming in a certain formation that we have been taught and drummed in from day one, that anything that appears in that particular formation is called box. And, you know, it doesn't matter whether it is or isn't a box. What matters is that if you're willing to let this kind of questioning in, then the way that things appear to you that are just so fixed may start softening and loosening, which allows a lot more life force to start flowing through, not more power. And the second question is, if you are willing to start questioning what seems so fixed and true, and you're willing to be responsible for that, what do you think could be possible if you really are responsible for the way reality appears for you as an individual and also for us as a species? So I'm going to leave you there with those big questions. Happy New Year if you're listening to this in real time. And if you're listening to this midway through the year, then this is important for you anyway. Thank you for bearing with me with my wrestling. <laughs> Did the best that I could at this time, but I'm sure I'll dive deeper into this topic again in another episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have been finding this podcast beneficial and helping you, please do spread it. Share it with the people around you. This is not a you problem. This is a human problem. Share it with other human beings. If they're human, this, is relate, this relates to them too. Share it with them. Ha start having conversations with each other about it. Like genuine, like, you know, interesting conversations with each other about it. And if you want to support the podcast, the best way you can support me and the podcast is to go to Apple and leave us a review. If you want, give us a five-star review and leave us a written review because that's the best way that Apple will spread this podcast far and wide and get as many people to listen as, as, as possible, which is obviously the most important piece. If you want to share any of your questions or aha moments or insights, then please do write to us at support at nikkiclinch.com or you can write to me on Instagram. You can write a comment underneath any of my Instagram posts. We've been leaving, um, posting reviews of each episode on the on the Instagram page. You can write comments under that. Or you can send me a DM on Instagram. Otherwise, I really wish you well. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. My name is Nikki Clinch. And I'm just delighted to be here having this conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast with Nikki Clinch. That's me, your host. If you are interested in understanding in a much more deeper way why we are the way we are as human beings, why your life unfolds the way it does, and how to access this extraordinary power and potential that is already there within you, within all of us actually, that you are curious and interested in how to access it, how to embody it, and how to start living it. And whilst discovering all these things about us as human beings and our infinite potential of being human, 
hopefully answering some unanswered questions as to what is happening in our world today. If this is what is calling you, then please do download our free three-day masterclass, Breaking the Cycle of Repeating Patterns in Your Life, Relationships and Business. Or you can head to our website, www.nikkiclinch.com and enjoy yourself with all the information, checking out the courses and the workshops and our offerings on there. Thank you so much for listening. 